Hello and welcome to Talk the Line. On this podcast, we talk to our favourite people about the things that they are passionate about. And this week, I'm talking to the wonderful Ritzy from the ever creative and captivating Welsh rock band, The Joy Formidable, about her life in Utah. Okay, I kind of feel like we're in... It feels like Utah heat. It feels like desert heat to me. I know you're going to be like, no, Jen, it's actually far hotter. I've been, I a, I mean, I've been pretty funny since I've come home. I think I've turned into some sort of um, reptile of my former self because um, I've been wanting to take my coat around, you know. Like, no. Yeah, my mum thinks I'm, you know, a bit ill because um, <laughs> I've been, like, saying that I'm, gonna, I'm just got to get my jacket and it's like this sort of a temperature. And I still feel it. I mean, not at the moment. I've just come off the underground, yeah, like you were saying. So I'm horrendous. definitely feeling a little bit on the on the sticky side at the moment. But yeah, it's um, it's hot, but it's definitely not quite as hot as where we've come from. It was 106 in in American heat terms um, when we were loading in for our last show in Vegas. Oh wow! A week ago, so um, this is quite quite pleasant. And so <laughs> Vegas is in Nevada, which borders Utah. Right. Yeah. Okay. But it's like my nearest. Um, international airport so we oh. end up having to go up and down that uh, motorway backwards and forwards to uh, Vegas which is a pretty beautiful drive yeah it's really lovely but hot you don't want to break down I'm always fucking paranoid about breaking down because oh I've got like an old truck you know I haven't got <laughs> I haven't got like a, a really sensible car or anything I've got like this uh, kind of pickup truck you know mm. to fit in with the uh, with the area, but um, I'm always like, oh, if I break down here, that's uh, there's going to have to be some survival skills that yeah. kind of kick, kick in to manage this, you know. How did you go from North Wales to Utah then? Um, it was really spontaneous, and the context, I suppose, was that we'd been touring the first two albums, and we've been like um, out on the road, like living out of a suitcase for probably like nearly six years, and then. There came this like little tiny gap after Wolf's Law where um, we kind of knew that we weren't going to be touring for about six months, and I realised that like, oh, I haven't really got anywhere to live, you know, because I given up until then I'd had a place over in West Norwood in London that I was renting, and it's like, oh shit, where am I, where am I going to live now? <laughs> and it happened to kind of coincide with I wanted to go on a really nice road trip with my mum. Yeah, um, we w- we did the whole kind of like American Southwest cliche road trip where we like hired a fucking like convertible Mustang <laughs> and um, you know just kind of like piled our stuff in. No agenda. We just decided to go to like um, all the kind of tourist spots of the Southwest between uh, California and Arizona and Utah. And we drove through this tiny little town on one of the days. And uh, it just really um, left an impression on me, I suppose. And so when I came, um, well, I didn't actually go home, I suppose, after that. And I was like, oh, wow, where where am I actually going to live now? I just decided to go back there and buy a house, (laughs) which is, you know, like looking back, I'm like, wow, that was kind of, kind of just, I didn't know anybody, you know, I hadn't really thought it through, but at the time... It felt like a really kind of exciting, cool idea. And I haven't really looked back on it. I mean, it, I'm quite isolated where I am, but it's turned into such a beautiful, um, kind of like a, a beautiful meeting place for the band to go and write and record. And we have our little studio set up there. So it's kind of like, um, it's kind of turned into this sanctuary away from 
you know, the wonderful chaos that is being on the road and making albums, it's like where I kind of slink off to to um, have a different pace of life. And you must have been really set on it to just make a kind of spur of the moment decision, like <laughs> back in the dressing room, final <laughs> night of tour, or open a beer straight off stage, and you're like, gonna go to Utah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of like making, I kind of like following my gut. I think, yeah. you know, there's certain things about um, this lifestyle that, you know, you have to kind of trust something in you. And I think, and, and also when I get my, I'm a, I'm a bit, of, bit of a loony, when I get, um, when I get an idea in my head, I'm mm. kind of like, I don't let go of it very easily. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I kind of yeah. think about it later. I'm very heart and gut driven. And then I'm like, you know, it takes me about a year to go, fuck, mm. quite far away from everything here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what am I doing? I haven't got any health care. I don't get fucking bitten by something out here. <laughs> so so. What, what's the town like? Um, like what, what, how many people? Um, is it sort of near uh, like mountains or near uh, valleys or like what what are the amenities um, I well, don't know what I'll describe, describe it, it. To you. I'll try I don't know what the demographic is I'm always dreadful at being able to estimate how many people like live in a certain area but it's it's definitely uh, rural and um, it's a really interesting town I think what drew me to it was like it has a lot of the flavors of Utah in that it has like um, kind of like some of the kind of cliches that you would think the obviously the Mormon church is still huge in Utah and um, you know there's a certain lifestyle of this a lot of ranch living and definitely you know people dress like they're on the set of a, of a Western but they're not they're just going to the supermarket <laughs> um, so there's that there's that going on but what's interesting about the town um, where I'm from is that there's also a really massive animal sanctuary um, that's been there since the 80s and it's um, it's called Best Friends Animal Society and it's set on about about 4,000 acres and it also uh, spills onto quite a lot of state and federal land as well so it takes up a huge uh, portion of the, the locality and it has about um, something like 1,600 animals like at any what? given town like, time like, wow. and it looks after everything it's a no-kill right. ki- no sanctuary so dogs, cats bunnies, goats, pigs, horses, and then they also have like a whole section that looks after like wild animals that have been hurt or injured or or orphaned and stuff. And it's just really switched up the demographic of this tiny little town, if you can imagine, because you've got the, it's a huge tourist generator and a lot of people come to visit the sanctuary like every year. So you have this kind of like real melting pot of like, locals <coughs> kind of old Utah meets something actually kind of quite youthful and progressive and you're s- we're starting to see it more and more in like um, some of the galleries that have opened and there's some nice eating places and there's definitely like um, a lot of different people through the tourist season that kind of descend on this tiny little town which kind of makes it um, makes it feel a little bit different than maybe the stereotypical kind of and it's and I think the main draw aside from like this animal sanctuary because um, you know me like I'm really big on uh, animal welfare and uh, mm. um, you know I've rescued a couple of dogs from from Utah and um, it's a beautiful place I go and volunteer there quite a bit when I'm when I'm home and I have some spare time but um, 
it's just such a picturesque kind of place. It's surrounded by red rocks. There's a lot of hiking. It's like 45 minutes from Zion, 45 minutes from Bryce Canyon. It's like an hour from Zion. Yeah, Zion National Park, which is just insanely beautiful. It's like, I think it's one of the most uh, breathtaking um, national parks I've ever been to. So it's kind of like this little town is kind of a gateway to a lot of really natural Outstanding natural beauty, I suppose, like wonders of the world. The you know the wave that you get on like fucking screensavers, and yeah. you know, if you've ever seen there was you know that kind of swirly. It's, kind a, of it's on Amazon Prime when you haven't yeah. used it for uh, for like five minutes, and it switches to just landscapes. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. I call it the landscape channel. I, sometimes yeah. I just watch that to be honest. Yeah. Well, that's down the road. So I'm really lucky. I'm kind of surrounded by a lot of really beautiful shit. Mm. You know, wow. yeah. Okay, so it's like it's a draw tourist tourist draw for the animal sanctuary, but then there's also so much more you can do outdoors. I mean, there's a ton that you can do outdoors. I mean, it's probably some of the best hiking in the world in in some respects. You know, like the hiking that you can do at Zion, and um, if you're into, I mean, if you're into uh, geology, it's just like mind blowing. You know, like the colours of the yeah. rocks and all being able to see all the kind of the layers, you know, almost like seeing how all this uh, sunshine and wind has, you know, eroded and created kind of like uh, new shapes, you know, over millions and millions of years. So it's just a, a really beautiful place to, to be really. I'm really um, spoiled for what I can do outdoors because yeah. you can go, just recently got into kayaking. Oh, I'm going kayaking at the weekend. Are you? Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, I love kayaking. And I love it as well, but I think I'm crap at it, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I've just bought myself, I've treated myself and bought myself a little kayak, but um, I don't think, I'm, my upper body strength is kind of pathetic, apart from, obvi- you'd think it'd be better from yeah. like looking gear and playing I'm guitar like playing for guitar, years. Yeah. But I, my rowing, my rowing muscles are not there, <laughs> like... Um, I went kayaking just before the, the first gig back and it was a big mistake. I was like, Ooh. you know, felt like Inspector Gadget. Like, uh, I was kind of <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't actually strum or play anything. Um, so where do you go kayaking? Are they like, is it just like open water that you're allowed to, like lakes and stuff that you're just allowed to go on? Yeah, I mean, the, the reason I bought my kayak, to be honest, is, well, I had a little taste of going kayaking on um, Lake Powell. I don't know if you've heard of Lake Powell. It's like a huge body of water on the Utah-Arizona um, um, border, and it has a big dam that supplies a lot of like power to the, the nearby um, states. But um, the kayak in there is pretty yummy, to be honest, because you can kind of go, you know, put put around the shoreline, and there's a lot of nature. I mean, that that's the, that's the big thing for me. It's like you see a lot of wildlife. You know, I was just mm. there like a couple of weeks ago and saw these little otters. They've got otters. <gasps> yeah. That have, they've travelled down. They were, like, reintroduced, like, about ten years ago. But they've travelled down the river and they've finally made, like, a little home for themselves in Lake oh, Powell. so cute. I thought it was, like, um, you know, seeing things at first. Because yeah. I didn't realise they had otters in the in the lake. But So, yeah, you can go kayaking. You can go climbing. I'm not that into climbing, but you could go climbing if you mm. wanted to. You can hike... What sort of um, animals do you see on hikes? What's the wildlife like? Uh, Well, you definitely see um, quite a few deer. Mm. They have like a species of deer called um, mule deer. Like, so they're like they kind of look like 
reindeer in the fact that they have these really big ears mm. really like um, oh no sorry they look like a mule crossed with a deer that's the mu <laughs> the muley bit is like with the big ears right yeah. um, we have a uh, coyotes Ooh. which are great uh, what else do we have are they not like dangerous no they're really they're kind of really frightened I mean they're so persecuted that's the yeah. horrible bit about some of the wildlife is that like you know there's um, a huge part of like like I said especially where I live that are really fanatical about wanting to like protect animals and make sure that like we can all kind of co co-inhabit this yeah, beautiful yeah. area together but then you ha obviously have like a traditional element of hunting and they've been they're kind of like the equivalent of our foxes you know it's like if there's a fucking problem it's like blame the coyote yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean it's like um, they just kind of have that people see them as being kind of dangerous to livestock and cats and dogs and I think you just have to it's just like like anything I think there's a way of finding like a a way of living together where you can you know not necessarily cross you, for instance I've got you know my little sausage dog Tony well, I don't leave him out yeah. in the day on his own because he's like coyote. Like he's like a, you know, it's kind just of a like hot a dog. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's like a <laughs> snack. So, you know, you kind of have to just be like vigilant and understand that there's quite a lot of predators that are out and about because um, we have bobcats as well mm. and they would probably eat Tony. Um, Tony. We have mountain lions, although I've never had the pleasure of seeing one. I would love mountain to see lions. one of those. Yeah. Are they like actual lions? Yeah. They're <gasps> like a kind of a big kind of like desert-like puma. Oh, incredible. They call them cougars. Oh, right, okay, I've heard yeah. of a cougar, yeah. So um, they have them. Grizzly bears, do you have bears? No, not where I am, it's a little, I think it's a, li a little bit further out. If you get more into like the, um, they have a, what's it called, Dixie National Forest. I think that you start seeing bears over there, but that's maybe like 50 miles away from so where you, I am. So you're north or? You like southern East? Utah, southern Utah on the Arizona border. Right. Okay. Um, so lots of lovely wildlife, amazing birds, mm. um, great. I mean, great gardens and flora and fauna. Yeah. So what do you grow? We actually we did a podcast with um with Lissy, who oh, cool. is in oh God, Iowa. She's in Iowa. Okay. And she's got a farm there. Oh, she nice. was telling us all about like everything that she grows, but she was telling us lots about bees. And I heard that Utah is the beehive state. Is that the, the American nickname Correct. for it? Yeah. yeah Did you have a lot of like beekeeping and stuff? We do actually have a lot of people who keep local bees. I also think the reason they call it the beehive state, and there might be, there might be a little bit more to this than what I can remember, but um, I think it's kind of like comes from like a Mormon mantra where it, it was kind of seen as like one of their, like you see it in a lot of the old houses, they have like some of the architecture, they have like on the stairwells and the, like um, some of the woodwork is all these like kind of beehive shaped little ornaments and things because oh. I think that they had like, kind of like a motto about keeping busy, if you know what I mean? Right, like okay, it's yeah. like lots of lots of hard work like and working um, as a team like kind of thing. The idle thumbs of the devil's play thing or whatever. Precisely. I think they had like a, a B version right, okay. of of <laughs> that. You know, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> and it's kind of fucking ironic. I mean I was thinking about this the other day, because obviously B 
you know, the structure of a bee in the system is like the queen is like sat in a hive, <laughs> fucking being looked after by all the, the you know, the, the male oh, bees going she out. She is busy. She, she's she lays like 2,000 eggs a day oh or something. Yeah. So maybe that's the Mormon thing. Yeah. Because obviously like <laughs> popping out kind of like, there's definitely like quite a lot of children involved Right, sometimes. you're going to go off today and you're going to get filled with <laughs> 70 sperms. Yeah. And then you're going to come back and pop out 2,000 babies. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I was thinking of it more like the reverse because obviously, like in you know, when you have like the polygamous, because we do have some polygamous Mormons in the area, so it'd be like one man but lots of wives, whereas right. the bee culture is one, yeah, one female yeah. bee and lots of men. It's like oh my kind God, of the imagine, reverse. Imagine. But, the, but popping out a lot of eggs and babies <laughs> is <laughs> definitely there's another yeah. universe, there's a parallel universe <laughs> yeah. somewhere where there's just one woman. Yeah. Sat there on a throne, <laughs> surrounded by all these little men in white shirts and black ties. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, the gardening's great. Um, yeah. You would really love it because I know you're big into your garden and love your gardening. Although actually, actually, did a little cheeky trip to the allotment this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah, a little, you uh, little seven a.m. Yeah, watering because I planted some things the other day. So, oh, lovely. Got a tiny little courgette plant coming up. Very excited. That'd be lovely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I hope that that gets nice and big. Some tiny little aubergines and some Aww. tiny little Brussels sprouts. Oh, lovely. What do you what do you what do you uh, garden? What well, grows in Utah? Well, I guess if you're kind of like a diligent enough, and you have you're up for watering enough, I suppose the, the sunlight. There's obviously a lot of sunshine. Um, the soil's not that good. I think like the actual. I think it's kind of quite uh, low on. Uh, nutrients and nitrogen maybe is the thing that's the most efficient um, in the soil so you kind of have to get your compost going as yeah. well or if there's lots of ranches nearby yeah well definitely you Perfect. can definitely lock into that yeah, yeah. Um, this year I haven't I mean I did tomatoes and lots of herbs last year and I did um, um, what do the Americans call it eggplant which is aubergines yeah um, did that last year but um i'm kind of a you know i'm funny when i garden as well because um i've got a lot of rabbits and jackrabbits which are like kind of like the desert version of hares you know and i'm i just kind of like um have it set up like a free-for-all i'm kind of (laughs) like you know eat what you like you know i don't mind we'll share but then i realize that i guess their idea of sharing is a bit different to mine yeah. and it just all gets cob- gets cobbled. <laughs> so I'm not really bothering with veggies this year. I've just been doing a lot of flowers for the, we have hummingbirds and like you said, we have a lot of bees and butterflies. Yeah, so yeah. it's um, it's kind of at the moment, like I'm trying to create like a really nice natural garden to counter some of my neighbors who I think they like to um, fucking uh, put a, uh, what do they call it? The one in America, it's some like Roundup or something. Like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They like to just pesticide the shit out of everywhere and nobody kind of like <laughs> questions like how this, you know, feeds into the cycle of life, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm, my garden is the antithesis of that. It's That's like nice. everything's nice and natural and we welcome the birds and the hummies and the bees and everything. So. And what's the weather like? In the summer, it's like super, super hot, but then does, does it get freezing cold in the winter? Um, it kind of depends on the year. Uh, the good thing is, is you know, um, I suppose it's it's high desert, um, so um, we're about. Um, it always makes me laugh because we're about 
four and a half thousand feet up, fi almost five thousand feet up where I live. So I, I always like um, kind of like compare it to like Snowdon, which is obviously like the biggest mountain um, near <laughs> where, where yeah. I used to live in North Wales. And Snowdon's like just over, I think it's like nearly three and a half thousand feet maybe or something like that. I always think like, fucking hell, I'm like almost on two of Snowdon here, <laughs> you know, which is kind of a trip, so a trip sometimes. And because of that, like you said, we can get kind of cold winters, but we, we get all the seasons, which I do like. Mm. So, you know, we see spring come in and it's not like a kind of a, Cal a Southern California vibe where like just, you know, every day is like sunny and there's maybe just a little, oh, autumn's here. Oh no, it's kind <laughs> of not that different from how it used to be. So yeah, we get snow um, and that always looks really beautiful against the, you know, everywhere's so red very very red but still quite lush so mm. having snow on top of that is uh, but the winters aren't like as harsh as maybe somewhere further north like a no. like a minnesota or yeah Chicago. or even like a salt lake you know right yeah. Salt Lake being like the the big city in utah yeah like and is that in the north of utah yes right so if you go just because i'm thinking of it like you know like towns in the uk but it's probably oh, not no. like twice the size of the uk just the one yeah. state alone it's insane like it's like five hours to salt lake i mean even where i live which you know again it's that kind of like penny drop you know situation when you actually start living there and you go like fucking hell it's like an hour and a half to like my nearest big store you know wow so you definitely i've definitely had to kind of get more um I don't know, at peace about driving, you know, like here in the UK, I think like sometimes even like driving 30 minutes to somewhere is like, oh, what What's a drug. Ba bands always say, don't they? And they're like American bands, they come over and they're doing like Manchester and Leeds. And then someone's like, oh, I can't believe you're not doing Sheffield. And it's like, it's, it's like the American bands are like, but what, you can't travel like precisely half an hour to see yeah. a band play. Whereas in the States, people drive for... Wait, oh, three hours, no no problem. Definitely. We've had, when we've played in kind of central Canada and things like that, we've had people who have come to see us that have driven like 10 hours to come Whoa. to a show. And, you know, that is like, I don't know, like you said, that's just so unheard of over over here, you know. And then you'll say, t I always get really worried, you know, I get all kind of nurturing. <gasps> Fucking hell, man. You know, it's because it's after the show, you normally meet them on the loadout, so it's yeah. like 1 a.m., like so you're staying you know in a hotel tonight here oh no we're fucking driving home you know <gasps> no. 20 hours in a day that's that is dangerous to see us three welshies crikey wonderful thanks wonderful. very much exactly but, like, but you kind of want to go oh yeah. <laughs> give him a big hug you know <laughs> coffee give him a coffee yeah definitely <laughs> but yeah definitely had to kind of like that's one kind of cultural difference definitely had to do a lot more driving um up and down and i've been getting into um I bought myself like a little, uh, like a uh, uh, 1999 Jeep Cherokee, which is a lot of fun because it's got like four wheel drive. And uh, that's the thing where I live, there's like a lot of trails that mm. like you couldn't do in like a normal car, you know, like you'd literally like rip the, <laughs> the chassis if you yeah, car yeah. apart, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I've got this little, you know, this little Jeep now. So it kind of allows you to have a lot more, like I can, you know, I've, you can kind of get into the heart of some of these areas. And I don't think I've ever experienced wilderness like that before. You know, I mean, we're from North Wales. And you can get definitely get off the grid 
a little bit in Wales. You can, mm. f- you know, find areas, go hiking where you're not going to really see many people in a day. But I don't think I've ever experienced like the wilderness. You know, it kind of makes you have to be like really kind of um, your head screwed on because I I think you could go out to some of these places and you know literally nobody would ever see you again. You know, yeah. it's <laughs> like you are so fucked if like you know. Um, I don't know, your tyre bursts or your car breaks down or you yeah. haven't got enough water, you know, you or have petrol to like... petrol or something, yeah. Yeah, you have to really plan, you know, you can't just kind of jump in the car with like a little bottle of water like this yeah. and be like, hey, I'm going out for the day. Like, you are, <laughs> you are definitely, something horrible might happen, you know, so... <laughs> oh, brilliant. And um, you're saying it's like, I mean, you, you mentioned that about the Mormons and it's something, isn't it like... Um, like the biggest, like, or the only, like, one religion. I was reading something like it's because it's like the predominant religion is Mormonism in yeah. U- Utah. It's like the biggest one religion state in the whole of America or something like that. Yeah. Is it like really noticeable when you live in Utah, or do you have to kind of go to a certain area and then you're? Well, I mean, my only frame of reference here is um, the Book of Mormon, so. <laughs> forgive me if I'm like yeah. aren't they just all like in other places anyway well I'm kind of fascinated it's really bad that's really naive sorry no it's 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 kind of fascinating I think like that's that's the wonderful thing about actually like when you go and live somewhere and you actually kind of dig a bit deeper because you can and that's the beautiful thing about touring you maybe have preconceptions about a place or maybe like a culture or, you know you maybe have some of these like kind of they're not necessarily negative, all of them, but you maybe have these kind of like unconscious kind of things that have like built over time. And even if you're ready to be surprised, you know, you still maybe go into a situation with them. Definitely Mormonism is a big deal still in Utah. I think it's like, I think the latest statistics maybe like 60% of people in Utah are Mormons. And definitely every like little town that you drive into, there's like one of those big white temples on the horizon, you know. Um, that they used to worship and but I've kind of I don't know I'm kind of fascinated by um, just you know how um, how some you know how people can kind of dip in and out of their religion and take bits of it and not follow bits of it and then things are never kind of quite as um, I don't know, they're never quite as straightforward as maybe you, you think that... I mean, think, I think definitely the younger generations are practising different ver- versions of Mormonism yeah. and how orthodox things end up being, because there's still quite a lot of bars, you know, and right. obviously, like, one of the main things with Mormonism... I mean, Mormonism I can't imagine you living somewhere where there weren't. Well, exactly. <laughs> I'm bored shitless, but, you know, I like going out and, uh, you know, having a good time. But, um, yeah, definitely... Uh, even in the town that I live in, even even this as an image was kind of like stuck with me just recently. Like there's um, a section of the um, Mormon church called the um, FLDS, which is um, the more fundamental Mormon element. And they've had a lot of um, controversy because of the way that, um, with the, you know, how women are treated in the religion and the freedom. They, they don't listen to music. They don't dance you know they're not allowed to dance and it's very fucking restrictive um and and oppressive in a lot of ways and um you know it's kind of interesting to try and i mean try and get a little bit more in the heart of that there's elements of even that 
level of fundamentalism that are kind of as the world opens up and um, you know the contact you know these are areas that would have been so isolated go back even like five ten twenty years ago but now they're seeing an influx of people people are being more connected through technology and actually maybe you know seeing a, a different way of life as well from maybe what they would have seen being stuck in the middle of nowhere Utah um, previously but you know I, I was fascinated I went over to the local park the other day and they you know in the fundamental Mormon church they all dress they have a very uh, strict dress code where all the women are kind of wearing these big gowns and it's fucking boiling out and they're wearing these big heavy cotton dresses but they were out there and they were playing soccer with a load of boys and they were having a blast they were like fucking going for it kicking this ball around kind of wrestling and you know there's moments like that where you're like oh that's strange because you know I grew up in the in like 80s to 90s North Wales where I had to fight to be on the soccer team or the football team in school and I you know felt that was one element of feeling sexism when I was a youngster and then so kind of like reflecting that onto this scene in the part where they're like all having a kind of like a, a lot kind of a brazen time together and they're not at home you know under the under the thumb of the male patriarch system and cooking and that it's like a moment where things are not quite as they seem but i still think there's plenty of shit that happens within you know yeah, yeah. within a, a system like that you know i don't think all of it is is as twisty and turny as that as well and and religion for me is kind of bizarre because like i'm it's just so not my thing yeah. you know it's like <laughs> you know kind of like fine if you want to go out and worship and not hurt anybody but the minute that you start you know uh, using your religion as a way of like oppressing uh, people yeah. within it then go fuck yourself you know <laughs> so <laughs> we well, so you were mentioning about like a, an influx of people and it isn't like the population in Utah it's quite a small population for a really 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 big place yes yeah it's, it's a lot of space a lot of space. it's about three million people Right. But then it's probably what tw twice the size of the UK. Oh, yeah, at if least. not more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And th but isn't the population growing? Aren't they experiencing kind of people moving a lot more people moving to the area? Definitely, and I think there's a maybe a few things that drive that along. Um, it's definitely cheaper to live. So you know, mm. people we've noticed a lot of people from California who who still like the kind of the weather and the landscape of Southern California, and maybe finding that the house pricing and the tax system in California is just becoming so um, hard for them to maintain that they're moving across the border and coming into Utah. So there's definitely like a migration yeah, east yeah. to a cheaper Quite way a of low living. level of inequality as well, I read. Right, yeah. Mm. And then, obviously, <laughs> it's not, there doesn't seem to be a hell of a lot of birth control sometimes happening in, uh, <laughs> in uh, some Utah households. Definitely have a fuckload of kids, you know. <laughs> Like, yeah, like one of my neighbors has got like, literally it's like kind of like a different, you know, it's almost like a different era where they've got like 10, <gasps> ten kids, you know. 10 kids. Yeah. And in the, in the paper, we have this really fun, like kind of local paper where sometimes you have like, you know, um, either a birth, I mean, it, it depends. You can either have a birthday or celebration or an obituary, which is a little bit more sad, but they'll, they'll kind of like start listing off like, you know, um, relatives and names of 
you know, people in within this circumstance and like fucking hell, like, you know, this this one couple, so say the you know, the great grandma and granddad and then they list all the relatives from that and it's you know, it's we, you know, from, terrifying. One, from one group, this family God. tree that has appeared from that is like, holy shit. You know. There'll be no food left to eat in 30 years. No, no, that's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for certain. Oh, my God. So, also, yeah. imagine if you'd had 10 kids. Oh, man. Oof. I, uh, yeah, I'd... It'd be flapping around your ankles, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, you know... I've no idea. At the moment, I've got two dogs, and that's about as much responsibility <laughs> as I, as I can take. You know, I have some friends with children, so I can kind of like have a. Occasionally, I have like a little burst of being an anti ritzy, which is quite nice. But um, <laughs> you know, I'm always always kind of like being able to give them back. You know, so so <laughs> can't imagine going home with them. You know, really happy so. they've got that mute button on Instagram now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, no, my two dogs are just uh, enough for me. Yeah. Um, and if people are thinking, oh, I don't I don't think I can live in Utah, but I might go there on holiday. Oh, yeah. What's it like for a little holiday? What do you recommend doing? Like a little Airbnb or camping or wow. a little I mean, road trip? Yeah, I mean, it's wide open. I would definitely say, you know, my very first time of seeing the American Southwest and Utah particularly was like, like I said, it was the cliched road trip. So um, I think that's a wonderful introduction. Uh, there's a lot to see there. And I can imagine if you, I don't know, they call it red rock syndrome, which I actually think I have actually got a, an element of this where, you know, you actually feel such feelings of, um, you know sublimity from seeing these red rocks like it kind of like gives you like some sort of like uh, natural high you know of seeing this type of landscape and I definitely think I've got an element of that like every time I go home it feels like the first time I saw it I'm so taken aback by the way it looks like that kind of affinity to that type of landscape so if you're a little bit like that if you've grown up loving westerns or having you know a, a little bit of a fantasy about um, the American Southwest I think you could go over and over again and still I mean I've been there nearly five years now and I still have a fucking huge bucket list of things that I've still not done you know there's still so much that I could What's do. What's on your bucket list? Well uh, I would love to go and um, hike the Narrows in Zion which is this beautiful hike where you actually walk up the river um, so you have to have like, well, it depends on what time you do it. You either need to have like a full-on wetsuit in the winter because like literally like <laughs> you're going to freeze to death. Right. Um, but, you know, um, but in the summertime you could maybe get away with like, I don't know, some sort of, I don't know, what do they call them? Like kind of like a wader, but not like a fishing wader. There's a name from, I can't remember. I've some no sort idea. of shoe attire that like stops. Stop some like welly boots. Yeah kind of like a posh welly boot okay. even posher than like the ones that say hunter on the front no po even <laughs> fucking posher than that um so and you basically hike up this um up this like up the river the riverbed and it turns into this really kind of beautiful slot canyon um you know where the the way that the waters rose the sides just um kind of turns into all these shapes and they they have another area further down they call the subway which is like just so beautifully carved that it just doesn't look like many places you've ever seen before 
and you can hike you can do it in two days and you hike up and you can camp at the side of the the virgin river and uh yeah have a have a have a lovely time but i haven't done that yet you need a permit okay, there's certain right. things that you need permits for as well like the wave um and the uh, the subway the narrow this one's called the narrows but you know there's there's a lot that i haven't seen yet but um every time i come off tour i'm like try and do at least like one of the yeah. one of the adventure <laughs> oh god you must be like new album fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay occasion yeah occasion i mean you know there's like almost no bigger adventure than kind of going out and touring yeah. with the boys and you know and seeing the world that way but um yeah, it is. It is pretty special. So you'll have to come visit oh, at no, some point. Definitely, no, really we'll want get to the now. Ca- we'll get the kayak on yes. the fucking jeep. Oh, I'll look after Tony. Oh yeah. Well, he, he's he's crap at hiking because his legs are pathetic. Oh, he's got these two stumpy legs. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So we might take him for something short and then leave him at home for the Perfect. big adventures because he'll just <laughs> weigh us down. I'll have to carry him everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds great, Camion. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to us. You're welcome. Thank you. Cheers. (laughs) A massive thanks to Ritzy. The Joy Formidable's new album, Earth, is released on the 28th of September. Probably saying that terribly wrong. It's their fourth record, but the first to be written and recorded using their mobile studio setup in hotel rooms across the world. They're on a US tour right now, but they will be back in the UK for a series of in-stores around that album's release date. You have been listening to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long. This podcast is produced by Paul Bridgewater with original music by Seams. It is a podcast from the line of best fit. We upload a new one every other Monday, pretty much. And you can subscribe to this podcast. You can follow us on the internet. Or you could even leave us a nice review. We'll see you very soon.